It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? Doing pretty good. What's going on? Not too much. Uh, we'll start the same disclaimer from last night. I'm at the beach with a little bit of shaky Wi-Fi, so please excuse any audio problems we have uh, for this episode. Next episode, whenever that is, I will be back home, so everything will be back to normal. Um, just before we get started, a few housekeeping things. Terry and I write for MusicCityMiracles.com, uh, covering the Titans for SB Nation. You can check that out. Uh, plenty of stuff there about this team and about this game coming up this weekend against the Jaguars. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at MCM. Terry is at TLimbertFB. Uh, if you would, please go to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe to Locked on Titans. Rate and review the podcast. We appreciate that. Also, tonight we're brought to you by MyBookie. It's MyBookie.ag, and we've talked about them before. But if you're into sports betting, that's the place you need to go. Great mobile site. All kinds of stuff you can get there. Prop bets. Obviously, just regular game lines. And then, like, in-game lines if you want to bet after the first quarter, second half line, whatever it may be. You can check all that out there, and we'll talk a little bit more about them as the show goes along. Uh, you know, only news today really was the Titans were back on the practice field for the first time this week, getting ready for the Jaguars. And DeMarco Murray and Logan Ryan both missed practice. Uh, Malarkey kind of reiterated today that DeMarco Murray has a chance to play on Sunday, that he's going to be probably a game-time decision. Uh, a little bit confusing as to why they would force him out there uh, if he's not at 100% when you have a capable guy in Derrick Henry behind him. But for whatever reason, the staff has just refused to uh, you know, feature Derrick Henry or turn it over to him. So we'll kind of see how that goes. But, I mean, you know, it's one thing to be given DeMarco Murray carries like they have been. But, I mean, if he's clearly hobbled, if he's, you know, what, 50 75%, it would just be really ridiculous for them to be giving him carries over Derrick Henry. And, you know, Mark, you kind of poo-pooed the ESPN report from Adam Schefter that that said a third-degree MCL tear was the injury to DeMarco Murray. So uh, that was that's a little strange. Um, Mark, has been pretty upfront with us about, about injuries, so I, I tend to believe him more uh, than Schefter. So I, it, it feels like they're going to force him out there. Uh, it feels like they're going to shoot him up and, you know, numb him up and, and, and roll him out there for better or for worse. So, uh, and like Malarkey kind of said yesterday, I would kind of expect him to take over a, a limited role, um, passing down stuff and, and, and just do the little things that apparently they don't trust Derrick Henry to do uh, quite yet. It's it's kind of ridiculous that uh, we're, we're, we are where we are with Derrick Henry, uh, as Jimmy said before we started the show. So, uh, not sure what the deal is there. Uh, they're clearly not ready to hand him the keys to the backfield yet. Um, but it, it, you know, if I had to bet right now, I, I'd, I'd say Murray's probably going to play. Yeah, and like we talked about last night, I mean, we've seen there have been at least one or two games this year where it seemed pretty obvious that Demarco was not going to play, and he's been active for every game. So, you know, no, no I won't be surprised, like you said, if he is active. Uh, actually, I'll kind of be surprised if he's not at this point. And, you know, I don't know. I guess it's impossible, I guess, for us to say, right, what the what the holdup is with Derrick Henry. Uh, like, it's clear if, if you watch the games, they, they at least don't trust him in passing situations, whether it's 
They don't think he catches the ball well out of the backfield. And, I mean, DeMarco Murray's clearly better at that than Derrick Henry. But, I, I mean, to my eyes, Derrick Henry has been okay in that role. Uh, if it's pass protection, you know, that that's one thing. And that's something that they're obviously not going to come out and, and flat out say. I mean, again, you can use your eyes and you can tell that that's what's going on is that they don't trust Derrick Henry in that role. But why they don't trust him, you know, if he's blown some stuff or if he doesn't get it in practice or in meetings, whatever it is, you know, it, it's kind of impossible for us to know. Um, but, you know, it's something that we've kind of, you know, been baffled about all season long. And it's going to be even more confusing if, um, you know, if they do keep DeMarco active on Sunday when it's clear that he's not anywhere close to 100% and and he can't offer anything in the run game. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. And, you know, and this, I guess, is really a conversation for the offseason. Hopefully that's not for two weeks, but, you know, we may be having offseason conversations next week. Um, You know, we we love John Robinson, and we just touched on this a little bit last night. Terry got into it a little bit, but like love John Robinson, but he's done a great job with this roster. You know, the only real thing that you can point to that he's done wrong is Kevin Dodd. But you know, at some point we got to start to have a conversation about this backfield and just the lack of a guy that can do something different than what Henry and Murray can do, and a guy that really does give you something in the passing game. Yeah, and it's it's hard to put it all on him because you know Malarkey has some input there uh so uh, again we're just outsiders speculating but uh it is pretty odd that you know in, in a, a time where the Patriots keep four or five running backs and they all they're all very capable and, and they all play it's just weird to see the Titans go this direction uh and only really hold two capable backs so uh you hope it doesn't bite them um but it's gonna be Really interesting to see if what happens uh, if the Marco can't go. Uh, I'm really interested to see what who they put out there in passing downs. You know, are they going to trust Fluellen? Are they going to trust Henry? Uh, those two guys that really haven't done that all year. Um, so maybe we would see more empty sets. Maybe we would see uh, more tight ends staying in to help out uh, in the blocking game. So I it's I think it's going to change the game plan for sure. It might change up the scheme a little bit with uh, how they protect Marcus Mariota. Yeah, and if they're running Fluellen out there instead of third down back, I, I know. And, uh, <laughs> not put Derrick Henry out. I mean, that would tell you that they actually really, really don't trust him. Because I mean, you get it, right? I mean, DeMarco Murray is a veteran. He's been around for a long time. Um, and so those guys are going to understand protections and that kind of stuff better. So, I, I mean, you give them, you know, a little bit of benefit of the doubt as far as that's concerned. But if, if they're running Fluellen out there, you know, then, it, then it's really a red flag. And I was talking with somebody earlier on Twitter. You remember the whole offseason thing with Derrick Henry, right, where he wasn't here for the first, whatever, the OTA were. And he was taking classes at Alabama, but Malarkey didn't know. And it was this whole thing. You know, it was weird that Milwaukee didn't know where he was. Derrick Henry obviously had a valid excuse for not being there. But the fact that that the team didn't know was kind of odd. And so, I mean, I, I just, for some reason, that popped back into my head today with the fact that, you know, they haven't been really willing to run him out there. But at the same time, in the middle of the season, there were a couple of games where Henry got more carries than Murray. So I don't think it's a fact of him, like, being in the doghouse or something like that. Um, you know, if it had been like this all year long, we could maybe have that conversation. But, you know, I, I just something's happened in the last two or three weeks that has made them go back to Derek Mur- or, uh, DeMarco Murray almost exclusively. And, and like you said, I mean, we're, we're just outsiders kind of speculating at this point. So it's really hard to say 
what that was. If it's game plan specific or if it's something else that, that's going on inside the building that we just don't have, you know, we don't have information on. If I had to guess, I would say that DeMarco Murray got healthy over the last three weeks. Uh, and, and the staff noticed it and, and really wanted to work him back into that workhorse role that he was in last year. Uh, so, and, and that's just my, my theory. Uh, so I think with the 50-50 stuff, I, I think that was just simply because Murray was so banged up, uh, it seemed like he couldn't get healthy, and, and they refused to sit him down. So uh, th- that that's at least my idea. But um, personally, I wonder if this is Murray's last uh, last game as a Titan, our last couple games, hopefully. Uh, that's something we're going to talk about a lot in the coming weeks. Uh, the Titans just have to get better in the backfield. Uh, th- there's no doubt about it. You know, you look around the league and you see what these these young backs with, with some explosion to them are, are doing and how they transform an offense. You know, look at Todd Gurley. Uh, and, and Todd Gurley's don't come around too often, so that might be not be the best example. But still, look what an explosive back can do. I, I mean, you can find those guys up and down the draft, Alvin Kamara, uh, Kareem Hunt. So I, I think it's got to be high on the Titans' wish list going into this offseason. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, I mean, we'll have to just wait and see what they do and where it goes from here because that, that – and, again, we talked about this last night, but what they do roster-wise toward the end of the week, that's, that's going to kind of give us an indication of what we think is going to go down because, I mean, again, I think that if, if they really think that Murray's not going to be able to go, they've, they've got to make some kind of move, whether it's Muhammad. We talked about that last night, so go back and listen to that, the conversation on him if you missed that. But – They've got to make some kind of roster move because it would be it, it's tough to see them going into this game with just Henry and Fluellen active. So you would think that if if, if Murray can't go, they're they're going to do something there. But we'll keep an eye on that. And you know, like you said, I mean, I, I speculated on that in the post Sunday night about Demarco Murray's injury. You know, was did have we seen the last of him in a Titans uniform if he's not able to go? And I think I, I think we should. We should have seen the last of him. You know, I can't remember exactly what his number is for next year, but he, he's owed a lot of money over the next couple of seasons. Um, and it's all pretty much just, you, you know, uh, there's not a lot of roster bonus or anything, any of that stuff left. Um, so, I mean, I, I, it's hard to imagine him keeping him at a really high number uh, just because you, you've seen this year that he's just kind of fallen off. And we talked about that leading up to this season. I mean, a guy that's seen as much work as he has, those guys eventually fall off. And, um, you know, again, the John Robinson made a great trade, a great acquisition of Marco Murray. Um, he, he was really good for this team last year. Uh, they, don't, they don't win nine games without him last year. So, I mean, I think that's absolutely true. But for whatever injuries or, you know, just, the, just time catching up with him this year, you, you, you've seen that he's a little bit of a different guy. And I just can't see them paying him a lot of money over the next couple of years when he's, you know, not able to get four yards to carry. But, again, that, that's a conversation for down the road the only other thing uh, from today was Logan Ryan. Uh, he didn't practice, but again, you know, we'll just kind of keep an eye on him. Uh, Mike Malarkey said he's gotten further along this week than he was last week, so hopefully he's able to play. Um, you know, the, the Titans obviously need him. We talked we talked a lot about that last week about what was going to happen. This is a little bit different matchup as far as the Jaguars receivers, all that stuff go, and we'll talk about that a little bit when we get into the, the game preview stuff. Still, regardless of, of who you're facing. The Titans are a better defense with Logan Ryan out there than if he's not able to go. Yeah, talking about a guy that 
that mixes it up in the run game. Uh, not just not just a good coverage guy, but but really is an impact in in the against the run. So uh, he'll be needed. Uh, maybe maybe not as much as he was needed last week, as we saw Bryce McCain torched by Cooper Cup. Uh, it would have been really nice to have him out there, uh, even chasing down Todd Gurley. So he's a he's a big part of this offense, and, and you know the the slot position has become such such a big role in the NFL, and, and he's done a, a pretty good job after a shaky start. So uh, obviously, got to have him back, in, and it sounds like uh, we'll at least get a chance to see him on Sunday. Yeah. So again, you know, stay tuned to MusicMiracles dot com. Uh, for practice reports and that kind of stuff, and we'll see. But I, I would, at this point, I would guess Logan Ryan's going to be able to practice. But again, we'll have to see what he's able to do later in the week. All right, talk again about my bookie, mybookie.ag. Bowl season is here for college football. I'm sure a lot of you are paying attention to that, and it's the best time to get in the action with my bookie. Are you sick and tired of getting the run around when you're asked for a payout? When you ask for a payout, sign up my mybookie.ag today and get paid fast when you win. My ba- my bookie is your hookup for all your betting needs. You can even deposit using Bitcoin. So again, you know the 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 key part for my bookie is the mobile site. You don't have to download an app. You just go on there. You use their site. Um, you type in my, mybookie.ag. It's all right there at your fingertips. Really easy to use. Um, you know, if you're like me, you spend you know ninety percent of the time you're online. You're using your phone, not using a computer. So they they have taken that in, into consideration, and they have a really good mobile site that you're able to use. So, um, you know, if, if I'm going to place online bets, this is where I'm going to do it. Uh, so again, you can if you use the promo code Locked On, uh, you get your deposit matched up to fifty percent. Um, it's hard to find a deal like that anywhere else. So check that out again, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code Locked On. You get an up to a fifty percent deposit bonus. Um, and you'll be able to play that as you play. And, again, once you win, you get your payouts quickly. It's not hard. You don't get to run around. You don't have to go jump through a bunch of hoops to get your money. You, you, you withdraw your money. They send it to you. No big deal. So mybookie.ag, promo code locked on to get that, uh, to get that, bonus, to get that bonus, and you play, you win, you get paid. So that's the key. Mybookie.ag, check them out. All right, so coming over to this, we'll talk a little bit about the Week 17 game against the Jaguars. Uh, and, and kind of what we expect to see from both sides. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been com- uh, complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, but I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen, and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted, and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws, but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so there's a lot of talk this week. Uh, week 17 in the NFL is always a little bit weird because you have teams in all kinds of different situations. You have teams that have locked up their position for the playoffs. Win or lose, they can't go up or down. You have teams that need to win to get in. You have teams that are just out of it completely, right? So we have 
two of those three situations in this game with the Titans. Jaguars are locked in to the three seed. They can't they can't win and get the two. They can't lose and get the four. So regardless of how this game plays out for them, they're in the playoffs. They're the three seed. Titans have to win to get in. So obviously this game means a lot more to them. Doug Marone said on Tuesday and on Wednesday that they plan on playing this game to win. Um, he said again on Wednesday that the starters will be in the game until the outcome is decided. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's a little bit hard to talk about specific matchups because we don't know exactly what they're going to do. But judging from, I guess, an injury report from today's practice, you know, I think that we'll see the Jaguar maybe hold out Marquise Lee. He didn't practice on Wednesday. Um, a guy's been banged up. A guy that's crucial to their success. So, you know, maybe hold him out, give him another week to get healthy. Outside of that, I mean, it's hard for it's hard for me to see them, you know, having a bunch of guys, especially from that defense. That's that's what the side really worry about. Their offense is whatever. Um, but you know, I, it's hard to envision a scenario where Jalen Ramsey, AJ Bouye, Marcel Darius, whoever they they have a bunch of those guys inactive. I think you see those guys up and playing. Now, if the game swings big one way or the other, you may see them come out earlier than you normally would. But, you know, as far as just looking at it on Wednesday night, what we expect to happen, I, I kind of expect the Jaguars to come into this game and play everybody that doesn't have some type of injury concern that resting doesn't do them some benefit. I mean, you throw Leonard Fournette right into that category, a guy that's been banged up, um, was able to play last week, but he's had some nagging injuries. It would make sense for them to give him a week off, to get him ready for the playoffs next week to be completely healthy. But outside of that, I, I kind of would expect to see the normal, normal run of guys, at least early in the game. Yeah, I agree with all that. It's like I said last night. It, it's not like you're you're just going to bench your quarterback and your starting receiver and your starting running back. It's not that simple. Uh, so I, we might see all that. But what is the fall off to, you know, from Blake Bortles to Chad Henney? You know, what's the fall off from uh, Leonard Fournette to Chris Ivory? Uh, so uh, all that, I, I'm not sure – it, it matters a ton offensively. Now, if you start plucking guys off that defense, then then we can talk about it. But I'm just – it's not like you can sit a whole defense. So they might choose to, to sit a guy a guy or two maybe they're, they're concerned about, maybe has a lingering issue that, that, you know, the public doesn't know about. It's just so hard to say. I, I just – I can't see them really benching their defense. Uh, and that's going to be a problem. You know, when the line came out, I think everybody just kind of assumed that the Titans were going to roll through this one playing the Jaguars' backups. I'm I'm not sure, number one, that's the case. And number two, if that is the case, I'm not totally sold that this team is just going to walk through that. I mean, you're talking about a team over the past month that has still to beat Jacoby Brissett and, and Tom Savage, lost to Blaine Gabbert. And I, I mean, this team hasn't exactly instilled confidence in you, uh, so I'm I'm not sure where that line of thinking comes from. Yeah, and I'm with you. I mean, it's the deeper guys that that make the difference. Um, we, we've seen encouraging signs from this offense the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, obviously, you wish you would have seen some of this stuff a lot earlier in the season. Uh, the no huddle that's been successful that they've used a little bit more in the last couple of games. That type of stuff. So, I mean, some, some encouraging signs there. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't expect the Jaguars, even if, if both teams play at full strength, let's just say. I, I wouldn't expect them to come in here and put up, put up a bunch of points anyway. 
Um, you know, the, the Titans did well against them earlier in the year, and it's not a it's not an offense that gives the Titans the matchup problems. You don't have Todd Gurley in the backfield. Leonard Fournette's a, a good running back, but he's not Todd Gurley. You don't have the receivers on the outside that they see on some teams, especially if you're down to, you know, Kenan Cole, D.D. Westbrook. They're good players, and obviously they, they've put up numbers the last couple of weeks, but not guys that, you know, are, are game-breakers like you typically think of. So it, it's all about who they play on defense. And, again, like you said, I, I just don't see how they, they're going to sit everybody. So the, the Titans are going to have their work, out, their work cut out for them. I, I think this is going to be an ugly game. I think that the defense should be able to do enough to keep this game close to give the Titans a chance to win it. Really, what I think is going to come down to is which Marcus Mariota we get. Do we get the one from the first drive last week where he stares down a receiver, throws the ball right to a linebacker who he doesn't see underneath? I mean, because that's been the, the Jaguars thing this year is, you know, that, that defense generates turnovers. They generate points. Uh, they score or they set, they set the offense up with a short field. Um, the Titans were able to avoid that when they played them in Jacksonville earlier in the, earlier in the year. Last night, again, we talked about how that seems like it was it was not even this season. It's been so long ago and how much these teams have changed since then. But that's the key for me is, is can Marcus Mariota protect the football? Can he make enough positive plays to put them in a spot? I mean, either way, I, I don't think you're going to see this game get into a shootout. I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of points put up either way. But I think the Titans can win if we see – let's say, one turnover or less. But, you know, if Marcus does a couple picks and gives him a short field, it's going to be tough for the Titans to overcome that with it, how good the Jaguars' defense is. Yeah, you want to go with an offensive key. I'll go with a defensive key. Uh, keep in mind, LaShawn Sims is, is not playing in this game. So the Titans are going to rely likely on Ty Smith. Uh, and he's got a couple of interesting young receivers that he's going he's gonna to have to deal with. D.D. Westbrook and Keelan Cole have really come on uh, over the past month for the Jaguars, really out of nowhere. Uh, Westbrook, obviously, you saw what he could do at Oklahoma, but he came off the IR and, and has really been a godsend for this Jaguars team. And then Keelan Cole out of nowhere. Uh, you saw him pop this preseason, and, and he's really turned it on late. So um, two guys that you might not have expected uh, a month ago to be talking about right now have really kind of turned into game breakers for the Jaguars. So uh, no matter who's playing quarterback for the Jaguars, and like we said, we, we really don't feel like it matters all that much who's throwing them the ball. Uh, but those are two playmakers that have speed, that can get down the field, uh, and the Titans are really going to have to cover them well uh, to really stop that big play. Yeah, and let me, I know that, uh, you know, if, if you follow any of us on Twitter, if you, if you look at musicmiracles.com, uh, I know Trevor wrote a post today about fans getting behind this team in this game. Let me let me kind of reiterate that really quickly. I know we talked a little bit last night about um, just the, the, I don't know what the right word is, but the, the fact that some people are cheering for this team to lose and miss the playoffs so that Mike Markey gets fired. Mike Markey's not getting fired. Okay, and I, again, I think that John Robinson, who I think is going to be the ultimately the one that makes this decision, at least he'll have to convince Amy Adams Trunk one way or another on Mike Malarkey's future, whether it's this year or next year, whatever it is. He's smart enough to see the play on the field this year. And regardless of whether or not the Titans win in Week 17, I think he's smart enough to evaluate the job that Malarkey's done and whether or not he should get another season, multiple other seasons, whatever it may be. 
right now this team has a chance to make the playoffs, okay? And, you know, we only get 17 weeks of NFL of regular season NFL football. We only get 16 games for the Titans each year if they don't make the playoffs, right? You want them to get one more game, okay? So if you're a fan who's trying to decide whether or not you want them to win this game, you want them to win this game. It's good for this team. It's good for the city. It's good for the franchise, okay? If you have tickets to the game, go. Um, don't don't abandon this now. Don't don't make it a place where the Titans show up on Sunday. There's no home field advantage, you know, whatever. Like, making the playoffs is always better than not making the playoffs. Again, let's let the, the people that make the decisions, let, let's give them credit for being smart enough to say, yes, the Titans made the playoffs, but they underachieved. So we need to make this change and this change and this change, whatever it may be. There, there are decisions that are going to need to be made. But I think John Robinson is smart enough to see that even if they are able to back into the playoffs at 9-7, and seven, which is kind of what it feels like they'd be doing at this point, he's smart enough to see, even with that, that there need to be that there are changes that need to be made. Okay, whether it's just the offensive coordinator, whether it's the whole coaching staff, we'll talk about that once the season is done. But for right now, this team, these players – they deserve for the fans to get behind them and for the fans to want them to make the playoffs and then cheer for them once they get in the playoffs because, again, you know, you, that, that's the goal. You get there, and then kind of anything can happen. Again, I don't think either one of us feel like this team is good enough to win the Super Bowl. I don't, we're, not, we're not crazy. But I think it is crazy to cheer for a loss here so they don't make the playoffs, hoping that that will get the coaching staff fired. Because, one, we've talked about this again, I don't think it gets the coaching staff fired. I think Malarkey gets another year regardless. Two, I just think it's dumb. I mean, I get it if you're like cheering for the number one pick, and you know you're you're one if you're one in fourteen coming into this game, and a win could you know, move you from the first pick to the third pick. I, I mean, I understand that the Titans have we as Titans fans have been in that situation a couple of times in the last few years. I understand not wanting to win in that situation, but if your team has a chance to make the playoffs, you always want them to get in. Yeah, I don't really understand what what fans think. Eight and eight is gonna do. It's not gonna do anything. And I mean, I think it would take the bottom falling out next year. Um, you know, four, five, six wins. Then you can kind of talk about Malarkey getting canned. Uh, I, I get it. I, I get the frustration. I, I I totally get it. The team is underachieved. They'll never have a easier path than the, than they've got right now. And they've they've kind of blown it. You know, regardless of what happens on Sunday, it. it it shouldn't have been this hard. So I, I totally get the frustration and don't think I'm taking up for Malarkey, which I'm not. But the 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 fact is, he's just not getting fired this year. Uh, it just it, it doesn't matter what happens on Sunday; it's not happening. So why not uh, cheer for your team to go make the playoffs and go ahead and take that step and go play a playoff game, get get Marcus some playoff experience, get this whole roster some playoff experience, and uh, you know it. I'm not a real big I'm not real big on taking a step, you know, I don't think it means all that much, but still, it would be cool. This team hadn't been in the playoffs since 2008. Uh they haven't won a playoff game since uh what, 2003. Uh so it's been a while. Uh and to be so close and to not be cheering for it seems seems kind of crazy to me. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point that you just made about playoff experience. If you think this team is is close to being a legit contender, which I think you and I both think that they're close, that it's not this year, but with the right roster moves and maybe some you know some coaching staff moves, let's say, it, you know it could be next year. Yeah, 
get your quarterback uh, a playoff game under his belt or two, you know, whatever whatever it ends up being. Um, because that way it's not a surprise next year when you feel like you have a team that could legitimately contend. So, I mean, I think that's a really good point, uh, you know, something that probably is not talked about enough because everybody talks about it. I mean, you, you hear players all the time talk about the difference in the speed of the game and the playoffs and the intensity and all that kind of stuff. Let them, you know, get that under their belts in a year where you feel like they're not going to really go anywhere, but it would still benefit them to see that. Um, and so they're they're that much more ready for it next year when it, when it feels like they're ready to take that next step. So, again, I, I just urge you, get behind this team. Get behind these players, if, if nothing else. Even if you don't like the coaching staff or whatever, the players are out there. They're doing their best. They're busting it week in and week out. And, you know, the, the culture has obviously changed. It's a different group of guys than the teams that were winning two and three games a couple of years ago. So if you got the chance to cheer for your team in the playoffs, you always want to see that. And it's just funny to me with a with a franchise that has had so many years of being down that there are some people that they're cheering against them in in this game. So, I don't know. Again, I, I just urge you, get behind this team, and hopefully they can, they can get the playoffs. Then you just kind of see what happens from there. Um, anything else we need to hit tonight? I don't think so. I, I feel like we were we didn't get to talk about what we normally get to talk about, but there's just so much unknown for this game. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll give you what we know. Stay tuned to MusicCityMiracles.com, and, and we'll we'll try to update you. But a lot of these things probably won't be known until game time, or you know, in the middle of the game. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're 100% right about that, and that's why I check out the site because we'll have a lot of that. And, and we might get some tips on when inactives come out 90 minutes before the game. Uh, you know, Again, if you see a couple of Jaguars that are on that list that you wouldn't normally expect to see there, that, that'll give you an indication. We're just not going to know anything more than that before then. So uh, check that out, and then we'll be back next week, uh, probably not until Tuesday like this week um, with, with the holidays being next week. So I hope everybody uh, has a, a safe and happy New Year's Eve, um, and hopefully the Titans get a win, and we're talking about a playoff matchup probably with these same Jaguars again next week. So, again, follow us on Twitter at MCM at TLambertFB. Check out my bookie. If, if you're in sports betting, it's a great place to do it, mybookie.ag. Um, subscribe to the to the podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, Locked On Titans. Write and review it. That helps us out. It helps us in the rankings, and it just helps us know if there's if there's things you'd like for us to do better. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening to Locked On Titans, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.